Welcome to the Level Up Artist Podcast, where we demystify the creative process and exchange ideas with career-minded artists. We are your hosts, Adriana M.A. and Jackie Sanders. We are two emerging artists sharing for the advice and business lessons we have learned along our journey. So if you are not already, please go ahead and subscribe. This will help other creatives like you find the podcast and you'll be notified when we launch an episode every Tuesday. So on this week's episode, we are going behind the scenes into Jackie's studio. If you're on YouTube, you'll be able to see some of the beautiful artwork in her studio in the background. Um, so definitely make sure to check that out. And we're going to be talking about some exciting shifts in her work and some fun updates. Um, so without further ado, Jackie, let's go ahead and dive in. How are you, how are you doing? How, doing how are you good. <laughs> yeah, I feel like as creative, this has been a big conversation that Adriana, Adriana and I have been having a lot, which is why we wanted to record this more candid conversation, just get behind the scenes of my studio, because it's something that isn't often talked about is like when you're going into a big shift of your creative process, maybe a style change, maybe a routine change, and how it really can affect the work you make in a good and a bad way. And I feel like that's definitely been something I've intentionally been shifting the past few months, and it's totally just altered my routine altogether. And you've experienced the same thing too with changing studios. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's something we talked in a previous episode. If you haven't checked it out, that was uh, my turn to go behind the scenes. But uh, I think for both of us, we've had a lot of shifts. And I think for a lot of artists too, as we come out of pandemic times and we start to reevaluate where we've been, the new opportunities that are presenting themselves that weren't available for the last two years or so, and then just trying to navigate the way out of it, right? And to more positive waters, so to speak. Exactly. And that's definitely something that I was have been reflecting a lot about towards the end of 2021 and the beginning of 2022 is as simple as it sounds reevaluating like why do I make artwork Mm -hmm. which sounds like such a simple question but if you are creative and artist you know that this answer can be very complicated and it's ever-changing and multi-layered and so I felt like the work that I was creating at the end of 2021 I definitely loved but I felt like I needed a new challenge a new way to push myself conceptually, both with scale, um, the content I was working through. And if anyone has followed my journey at all, you know, journaling is a huge part of my process as well. Um, Working in abstract geometric paintings, I provide a lot of um, conceptual symbolism in my work, whether the collector wants to know about that or not, is kind of up to them, which is one thing I love about abstract work. You can appreciate it at face value of, wow, this is a super cool painting. I just love it. I don't know why. Or hearing the stories behind the work, hearing the intention the artist had that can add a new layer to it, if that's what the viewer needs or wants. Um, And so with this new series that I've been exploring, again, if you're on YouTube, you can see a handful of works in progress, sketches, color swatches, inspiration pictures, (laughs) the whole range. And it really has, for one, like really been fun shifting the color palette I think is the more obvious shift in my work. It's completely brought new color and new energy into my space, which has been so much fun um, because this is a series that explores the sunrise. Um, And so they're all paintings about the sunrise, inspired by colors of the sunrise, all done before sunrise. And that latter part is the reason why it really has shifted my creative routine tenfold. Yeah, absolutely. And I absolutely adore that idea, too. Um, It kind of goes with that feeling of being hopeful no matter what. You know, we've all heard it. I don't know who said it originally, but that's saying, you know, no matter how dark things get, 
the sun's always going to come up the next day. So yeah. there's that feeling too of like new day, new hope, new goals, new things to pursue, new things to explore. I mean, it's it's very beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, and I think that's one one thing. I mean, I've always loved sunrises. Um, if you've listened to previous episodes or have talked to me about previous work, you'll know that like that was a huge part of my story is starting to get up earlier and earlier to prioritize artwork into my routine. I'm a very structured schedule routine based <laughs> person. And so I was like, well, where do I need to block off time to make sure this is prioritized or else it just keeps getting pushed down the line. It was becoming less and less of a priority in my life, my creative practice. And I know I wanted to shift that. So I started waking up earlier and earlier to get an hour of painting done before going to a day job, two hours of painting done. And then I feel like I inevitably trained myself to find peace and calm and creativity during that time. I definitely was not always a morning person, but who doesn't love the colors of the sunrise? And so really being able to take the time now to create a body of work in a series that is really a commentary about that time, the calmness and the stillness where it feels as though the rest of the world is asleep, which obviously is not the case because there's always <laughs> someone awake. But when it comes to your structure and your routine and getting emails and consuming media, there's like no one plans on doing anything at 4 a.m. or 4.30 a.m. And so maybe. for maybe, <laughs> unless you're me coming down to the studio. Um, so I really felt like there was this calm energy about the world during that time that I really couldn't experience at any other point of the day. So being able to really prioritize that time, coming into the studio super early, getting some time to journal, to do drawings, and then dive into a painting. I've always known that I've made my best work during that time. And so from a creative structure routine, I'm really thinking about almost giving myself that assignment. So knowing this about myself, acknowledging that's where my energy is, what happens if I double down on this and say, okay, this is the only time that I'm making these paintings and really leaning into that more creative time and how would that affect my work? How does that affect my growth? Um, but as business owners around here, you also <laughs> acknowledge that from a sustainability standpoint, that needs to be a big priority. Mm -hmm. um, and also planning the rest of your day accordingly, balancing day job stuff, fitness, time with friends, time with family, time to sleep, time to sleep, time to do other admin work. Because um, it really is when you make a big commitment like that with your routine and drastically shifting it, it requires drastic shifts in so many other parts of your creative life and non-creative life as well. <laughs> yeah. And there's another bit to that that just kind of popped up as you were talking. It's also the whole idea of, which we've covered in an earlier episode, the whole idea of creating before you're consuming and yeah. also how that can enrich your life. So instead right. of saying, waking up at 4 a.m., 6 a.m., 9 a.m., <laughs> whatever y'all roll with, but instead of waking up and having the rest of your day, you know, having the tone set, if you will, by something yeah. in the media or somebody else's message, somebody else's news, et cetera, you're prioritizing saying, okay, I want to look inward, right? Mm -hmm. And what is authentic to me? What is real to me? Yeah. What is my reality or the message I want to convey? And prioritizing that over what somebody else wants your day to be about, so yeah. to speak, or what they want you to feel, because that's, I mean, that's what it's all about, right? But then in being true to yourself and putting that out there and doing that before anything else can contaminate your day, so to speak, <laughs> it also means that then the outcome, not just of what you're, I guess you could say, radiating through the day as you, you know, interact with other people, yeah. but also even the artwork you're putting out there 
it will also reflect that. And that way, if yeah. somebody is in fact consuming your artwork, first thing in the day when they wake up, it's optimistic and hopeful and yeah. positive and true. And, and it's like more really genuinely inspiring. me. Yeah. yeah. That's a good way of putting it. I didn't think of it that way. Cause yeah, I remember doing that create before you consume episode. And one thing that's always stood out to me, I think it was like some random Pinterest quote <laughs> I was scrolling years and years ago. And it was saying like, think your own thoughts first mm -hmm. before you let the rest of the world influence what you're thinking. And I don't know the way that that is phrased, it really just stuck out to me because you become so aware of how passive media consumption can be. Even if it is technically productive, if it's a podcast, if it's a documentary, even music influences your day. Not saying you can't listen to music while painting early <laughs> in the studio, but it does. You're constantly influenced by everything around you and being aware of what do you want to be influenced by? Um, and like you were saying, if you're creating during that time when you feel as though you're the least affected by the world around you, that like pure stillness, clarity of thoughts, first thing in the morning, you'd be fresh out of a dream and you remember these vivid colors of this abstract scene that you had in a dream and being able to really channel that and make that time intentional has been super, super awesome. Um, but it is definitely commitment and sacrifices on other levels as well. Oh, yes, it is. Because as we talk about, I feel like it's almost like if you think of your day as a circle graph and each of your commitments and priorities are a different part of that pie. And so if one of them expands, that means a ripple effect sacrifices the other ones. And on any given day, it's constantly fluctuating of, you know what, this is just a more studio time, studio commitment day. And some days it's full on family time where it's 5% of everything else um, and being okay with that, how it's affected from your week to week, your day to day, maybe hour to hour, what's my top priority, what's my second and how do all those fit together? Um, because that's one thing that I've really struggled with over the years is wanting to go all in on everything, which <laughs> logistically is not possible. Like if you're fully committed to one thing or one project, one assignment, it's very hard to intentionally give as much to other things. Not saying you can't be intentional, not saying you can't be genuine and put your best foot forward, but especially as an athlete, knowing that that morning time is something that I really thrive in. I get my best workouts in the morning, but it's like one of those, okay, well, are you choosing to have your best creative energy time or your best workout? Because you can't do both unless I'm literally waking up at 2.30 in the morning, which is ridiculous. Maybe I'll just become <laughs> nocturnal. <laughs> well, and that just uh, makes me think of something. It kind of stuck with me when you said sacrifice, which is absolutely true, but also thinking of reframing it as giving yourself permission to reprioritize yeah. and accepting it. Yeah. And just saying, okay, we all have the same amount of time in the day. What do I want to move around? and why, right. right? And then sticking with it. And if if your plan changes throughout the day, because you know, make plans and so I'll <laughs> laugh about it, we have the, have the saying goes, but if you're just like accepting of it, you know, you set the intention yeah. and you try to move through with it, then no matter what else comes around, you don't have to feel guilty about it. So what right. if you intended to work out for an hour and then paint for you know 30 minutes and it turned out into two hours painting, Right. And you had to skip the workout that day. Well, then adjust for the next day and then right. move on. Exactly. And I think that's the biggest thing is like being able to manage your own expectations mm -hmm. and constantly checking in with yourself too. I feel like that's the biggest thing as any type of entrepreneur, but especially as an artist that I've learned, especially over the past two years, having a community facing studio, commuting to my studio, which is a very big shift, but recognizing that you always have to be checking in with 
where's my where's my energy going is that a draining of energy or is that energy that's building me up is there a way i can maybe shift that but then also like what is the best thing for me to be doing right now yep. being disciplined with staying with business aspects admin aspects studio time but also understanding that sometimes it doesn't make sense to force it sometimes the best thing you can do for your artwork is getting outside and going for a hike and that doesn't necessarily mean you're slacking, quote unquote, on your studio time, but actually quite the opposite. And this is one big mindset shift that I've had to learn, especially when it comes to movement and getting out in nature and spending time with friends, because those are all things that fill me up. And for me to become the best artist I can be, I need to take care of myself first mm -hmm. because it's almost like quality control of our product. Because <laughs> yes, you're we're running art businesses, but we also are producing the pieces that we're selling. And so if, let's say if you compare it to like a factory, if one of the machines was down, you're not going to like criticize like, Well, why aren't these things being made? It's like, well, this machine's broken. You have to repair the machine first before this product is made. And so recognizing that, like, you really do have to take care of yourself first, understand that you have other commitments and you're a whole person and a whole story. Um, and that all of those things have to be playing well together in order to make fulfilling artwork, have a creative practice that isn't, doesn't feel like a sacrifice all the time. Like we're saying, sometimes you have to be more disciplined than others, or if you have a big deadline, but a lot of deadlines as artists are pretty self-imposed. <laughs> it's not an emergency. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it can feel like an emergency. It's not surgery. <laughs> 14 hours later in the studio, you're like, I have to get this done. Which <laughs> which I feel like is one of the great reasons as to why having fellow artists in your local community that you're connected with or an art friend who can kind of know you enough and check in and be like, okay, but does it actually have to get done? Like you haven't slept like all day, you've been you have for to 12 home. hours, like take a break, like giving yourself or giving, having others give you permission to show up as your best self is sometimes super helpful. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and I mean, within that, that you were talking about, it also reminded me of the concept of, if you are not taking care of yourself, let's say you're not sleeping enough, yeah. it disrupts your cognitive functions in your brain. So yeah. suddenly, like it's almost like you have this brain fog going on. It, it's almost like counterintuitive to push yourself to those levels of right. almost burnout, if not actual burnout itself. Because then whatever you're trying to bring onto the canvas or whatever your medium is, it's incomplete in your yeah. brain. It, it, there's gaps in getting from A to B, you know, whatever it is you want to portray through it. It's almost like you're, like they say, shooting yourself in the foot in a way. Yeah. If you're tired, if you're stressed out, if you're feeling guilty about all the things you have to do that maybe you're still like, you know, procrastinating on or <laughs> just don't have time for right now. Yeah. Um, versus when you give yourself a little bit of self-care, a little bit of grace yeah. with all the things that happen. None of us are perfect and it's kind of ridiculous to expect to be perfect. Yeah. It's just not possible. <laughs> um, but once you kind of accept that and take the necessary steps to be your best self, then when you show up to the studio and we're not saying pause forever and ever, right? Yeah. But when you show up to the studio, then you can come in and say, okay, this is the concept of what I feel like I have to do. And I'm ready. Like my body is ready. Uh, maybe motivation needs a little bit of teaching, yeah. but at least from a physical standpoint, from a mental standpoint, you're in a good place enough that once maybe you warm up a little bit here and there, then you can, you roll in and execute and like, just, just make the magic happen. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like that you're focusing on that idea of like, you have to take care of yourself too. Right. Otherwise your output will suffer because if you are making art that is 
a direct reflection of who you are or your beliefs or the message you're trying to portray, if there's a disruption in communication because yeah. your body or your mind or whatever you want to call it, your soul, whatever you want to call it, if there's a disruption there, then it just won't come through all the way. Exactly. And then you'll feel incomplete. Yeah. And I feel like that's the almost one of the biggest challenges, especially as an artist, because so much of our identity or maybe things that we're exploring mentally, conceptually comes out in our artwork. It's really the job as an artist is to truly know yourself so well. And we're constantly evolving, constantly learning. And so sometimes that's easier than others, but it's knowing where that creative energy comes from. Like you were saying, what stresses you out to the point of you're paralyzed? What builds you up and gives you energy to the point where you're like energized making paintings until 3 a.m. because you just can't <laughs> stop. And like, especially as you're thinking long-term with your art and with your business, you have to learn what those things are and almost use them to your advantage, mm -hmm. um, both with making your artwork, but then also as a business owner. I've been talking to a few of my friends who are entrepreneurs in other fields recently, and that's been a very common conversation for us because it's so different than corporate America, where you're working for someone else, you're one of 10,000 people in this company where you're onboarded onto this job. They tell you how to do the job. These are the processes. These are the systems. Hopefully in those structures, they figured out, okay, this is the most quote unquote efficient way to do it. This is how you support other members of your team, but you really aren't taught to question those systems. If it conflicts <laughs> with how you naturally as a human being, how your workflow naturally is, they typically don't really care. They just say, well, these are our systems, learn and adjust to that. And so I think that's a big, almost like um, surprise when people maybe leave corporate America or are balancing a day job with um, their own entrepreneurial ventures of really, you get to decide everything, the business decisions, the creative process decisions, but also what does your workflow look like? Do you work best? 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. and then you have the whole day free? Do you work best in 30-minute hyper-focused task blocks or do you need the entire afternoon blocked off? Do you work better in the morning or in the evening? Like, And these are all decisions that we've never had the luxury to question in a normal nine-to-five job because you're just told you have to be here, you have to do this thing by this date and just kind of go with the flow and conform to that system rather than the liberating and exciting entrepreneurial path of deciding all that for yourself, having the freedom as to why so many people become entrepreneurs, that freedom of time, freedom of how you spend your energy. But that is super difficult if you're trying to run a successful business because it means, okay, well, I have the freedom to do anything or the freedom to do nothing. So understanding when you need to be disciplined, when and you structured, yeah, when you need to be structured and when you say, you know what, this is a freedom of my time and I'm gonna enjoy this liberty of taking a hike at 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon in the middle of paintings drying, like figuring out what that looks like, but it is a big responsibility and really takes ebbs and flows in practice for many, many years, something I know we're still both juggling. Yeah, at the end of the day, if you think about it, it's like, you're not just the employee, you're also the CEO of your own business. Right. So you have to shift between the hats of, now I'm the employee of myself with the processes and systems that I had the freedom to create yeah. for myself and can shift as needed, but then now I have to put on the CEO hat and say, okay, well, that's the fun bit right there. And I can tweak it as necessary, of course. But before I do that, 
here are all the other admin tasks that go with it because without that piece of it, yeah, you're just a hobbyist. Right. And at least, you know, if you're listening to us, you know, we're very big into like figuring out how to do art as a business. Right. Right. And like being career minded. Um, without losing your soul, we're right. not selling, sell something out, that's but... sustainable, but also profitable, and also has goals that you're working towards, and it's also, also fulfilling. Present. Yeah, it's so like so many layers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely giving it a lot of things on what we want to do with this. Right. But long story short, you know, it's kind of that balance of okay, now I have to shift into the more executive brain, right? And how do I do this? And how do I structure this? Yeah. And then I have to switch into okay, within this block of time, I can do whatever I want. Exactly. And it's, yeah, and switching between the two, it's hard sometimes. It's very difficult because yeah. that's just the many hats as any business owner, but especially a creative business owner. Because like you were saying, you're the CEO and owner, you're the employee. <laughs> if you have a public facing studio or if you do markets, you're also the shop owner, figuring <laughs> yes. out how you're displaying your work, figuring out how to build relationships. You're the marketing team, making social content, digital content, <laughs> newsletters, websites. You're also doing your own bookkeeping, yeah, possibly <laughs> finances. And then also you're designing the products. You're making the original artworks and maybe products themselves. And so it can get very overwhelming. And especially if you're the type of person who maybe is a perfectionist, maybe very type A workaholic at times. Um, I don't really like that term, but you know, you get what I'm saying, like cannot turn it off because you just want it that bad. Another thing that I've had to really learn, um, especially when having a community facing studio and wanting to go all in and the excitement and the energy is there when thinking of sustainability, though, making sure you're not a bad boss to yourself where there are times where it's okay. It's 1am. I've been at the studio for six hours after my day job that I had left. I'm like, I need to get this painting done. And recognizing like, what things are you telling yourself? And if someone else was telling you that, like, no, you better stay here until you get it done. I don't care if you're tired. I don't care if you haven't eaten. And like, frankly, I probably wouldn't have great words to say to them if that was coming from anyone else other than myself. There's, so there's, sorry, there's another little bit I just <laughs> thought about uh, to add to that boss story. So art, as we know, we don't get a paycheck for the hours we spend. So add to that story when yeah. you're thinking about it, about don't be a bad boss to yourself, not only do you have to stay until 11 p.m. on a Friday afternoon? You're also not getting paid. Right. So you can't leave till it's done, but also you don't get paid right away. You only get paid when it sells. So it's almost like being on commissions. Yeah. And you're being forced to stop, but you can't sell it yet. Bye. Uh, See ya. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> on a regular job, you'd be like, I'm out of here. I'm not working weekends and things without getting paid overtime. And you're like, right. I don't get paid at all. Right. Until maybe if it sells. Yeah. And I think Ooh. that does, it comes back to there are going to be ebbs and flows of excitement with the creative process and struggling times and having to hit realistic deadlines, um, but also making sure that you enjoy the process too. Um, that's been, I think, kind of bringing it back to this new series I've been working on is really, I set the goal for myself to make all of these paintings um, before sunrise because I know myself and I know that once I am in that routine of getting up and prioritizing my artwork first thing in the day, that is when as a whole person, like I am the most happiest. I thrive in that structure. I strive in that, thrive in that routine and in the early mornings. And so I feel like towards the end of 2021, definitely slacking off a little bit of that, getting way too comfortable sleeping until <laughs> 738, which there's nothing wrong with that. But knowing myself, of I feel energized when I get up and prioritize that first thing. And I was almost like ridding myself of that and not gifting myself that time for self-exploration, for um, journaling, for the creative process. 
even though it is something that I love doing and of course is very rewarding. Um, and so with this Sunrise series, really wanting to prioritize that again and really just shift my creative process in general, which has been very rewarding in this new year, even though it's already April, which is insane. And this has been something I've really been thinking a lot about lately, though, is there's that famous quote that like everyone says, I feel like especially like five, 10 years ago, it was like on all posters everywhere <laughs> on t-shirts. And it's like, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Mm. Which frankly, I hate that saying. It's like so triggering to me because I feel like it almost doesn't give the entrepreneur or the artist credit for the work that they are putting in. People just say like, oh, wow, it must be so nice to be able to just paint all day, every day. Like you're so lucky, but it's that they see the end product. They see the end result and making it look easy is debatably maybe part of the job, but they don't see, that's the type of the iceberg. They don't see all of the work that goes into it. So rather than the saying, love what you do and you'll never work a day in your life, I've always rephrased it as love what you do and you'll never work harder in your life. If I had a job in the past that said, you have to be here at 4.30 a.m. three days a week, <laughs> not many people would probably choose that. But that is like the work that I enjoy doing because I love what I do being disciplined in that, prioritizing that, shifting the rest of my schedule to make sure that happens because I love what I do and I wanna work hard at it. And I think especially as entrepreneurs and artists, it really is an all encompassing lifestyle shift and something that you have to understand affects so many aspects of your life and not just the immediate art series that you're making right now. I know, I just thought of a different way too to say it. It's like, if you love what you do, schedule vacations. <laughs> oh, that too. Schedule your time off. Honestly, been guilty about this. We have episodes on this. Yeah. Um, about like structuring even the time off because if you really, 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 really love what you do, this is something where I've come to realize it's so different from corporate America. Yeah. And I did like what I did, don't get me wrong. <laughs> But when you're really, really passionate about what you do, especially if that happens to be your job and not just a hobby, you will find it hard to stop. You will find yeah. it hard to walk away, no matter how much your hand hurts, no matter how much your feet are aching from standing <laughs> up at the easel or whatever it is your, you know, your creative output is, especially when the flow is open and the gates oh, are open yeah. and the muse is just like going 500 miles per hour. <laughs> you will find it hard to stop. So I feel like <laughs> if you love what you do, you will work the hardest you've ever worked, but you have to set times to stop. Exactly. And just rest and just like refill the tank and not burn out because it's hard. It's just hard. But anyways. yeah, and that's one thing like I, with that shift in mindset, like I mentioned earlier, of recognizing that the balance in the recharge moments are part of your quality control as an artist. It has to be. And so if you are the personality that can find yourself getting into that tunnel vision mode, I have to do everything yesterday, feeling like you're constantly late or like wanting to be 10 steps ahead always. That's a great ambitious mindset attitude to have. But shifting that mindset for me that has really like transformed it all is also recognizing that yes, admin tasks, yes, studio time, yes, number of paintings I'm making are all things as a business I need to track. But equally as important and debatably maybe more is committing the same amount of dedication to rest time. Mm -hmm. And that as a business owner is something that I would be doing myself a disservice if I didn't also equally commit to rest time and intentionally recharging and hiking vacations or even just an afternoon off because that is equally as effective or affects the rest of my business as an admin day or one social media post or a studio time. So that's just something you have to prioritize the holistic view of your business with 
everything else that you're doing. Yeah. And to wrap it up, I do want to leave you with, um, this is something that a coworker, corporate America coworker shared <laughs> years ago that has stayed with me and kind of helps with this, you know, conversation. Um, but along the lines, I'm paraphrasing of course, but they basically said in order to have more balance in your life, you have to think about it as when the bus leaves the station or the train leaves the station, you got to stop. That's it. Yeah. You can't make it come back. It won't come back until it's scheduled to come back. Uh, now they were saying it more along the lines of don't stay past five 30 and your scheduled time at work. It's <laughs> yeah. time to go home. Right there. But as it applies to us as creative entrepreneurs, it can in a way be the same thing. Almost like when the time comes and it's time to leave the studio or leave whatever you're doing for your business or your creative output, the train has left the station. Yeah. It is time to pause. It is time to go home. It is time to rest up. The train will be back tomorrow yes. and you can jump back on it again. But for now, that's all we got. So <laughs> I hope you enjoyed our conversation. As always, uh, let us know what you think uh, about today's topic. And if you want to see my new series, Works in Progress, you can go ahead and follow me on social media. I am at Jay Sanders Studio on all platforms. I'm going to be art across all platforms. As always, all links, resources will be uh, linked in the show notes for this episode. And we'll talk to you next week. All right.